Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what's going on? Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to episode 66 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Before we get to the OTC Player of the Week, we got to thank the boys at Wrestling With The Truth podcast for giving us a shout out on their show this past week. Um, if any of our listeners are into wrestling at all, I highly recommend you checking out BC Hunter and Jay Myers, wherever you listen to us at. They cover a lot of topics in the world of professional wrestling, along with some great countdown episodes, like the best and worst theme songs of all time, for example, which is always a lot of fun. Again, that's Wrestling With The Truth podcast. Check it out. On to this week's OTC Player of the Week, and we're heading to our own league here at home as Nova Scotia Canada Games team member Brody Frazier takes home the weekly honors. Brody set the Shooters Bar and Grill Fast Pitch League record for wins, innings pitched, and strikeouts in a season this past week as our regular season play wrapped up. That's a pretty big feat, especially, you know, only being 17 years of age. Uh, you're going to hear Hopi and I talk about it off the top here in a couple minutes in, in a bit more detail, but uh, again, great job, Brody. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with former Aussie Steeler and current New York Gremlin, Aussie native Zenon Winners. Zenon has had a decorated career to date as he's won four ISC World titles, six Australian national titles, been named to four ISC All-World teams, a two-time ASA MVP, and a 2009 ISF World title with the Aussie Steelers, just to name a few. We're going to talk to Zenon about getting a start in the game down under, his time with the Australian junior team, which resulted in a world championship in 2001, his time on the ISC circuit playing with with and against a number of Hall of Famers, and of course, the 2009 ISF world title win, and much, much more. Zenon was a pleasure to chat with, and Hopi and I were so glad he was able to take the time and come on to talk about his career. So as usual, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I got the world in my palm Lights, camera, action, it's on I can't describe what I'm feeling Ain't never felt this freedom I got the world in my palm Lights, camera, action, it's on Ain't never felt this freedom Could you, could you say that anything goes Uh, Hi, Hopi. How are you, Dickie? Um, good. Yeah. All right. Got What's beat, wrong? <laughs> got beat out in playoffs last night. Yeah. Kind of sucked. And the, the one thing that really sucked is I felt really good pitching <laughs> yeah. last night. Like yeah. it was one of those, like warming up, you know, you have those. Like, I was yeah, like, you just have that feeling. Like, like it felt like it. last night I, w- I had more snap on the ball than I did. Yeah. Like in a long time. For sure. And. 
it's funny because two weeks ago, the Monday we got back after Easter Canadians, yeah. we played Halifax yeah. and I felt like shit warming up. Yeah. And I went out and threw a one hitter against yeah, him and shut them out. I know. I remember that very it's well. Just, it's weird how yeah. that thing, like. It's funny. I, I said to you guys after the game, I, you know, I was doing the bases in that first game where unfortunately you guys lost the next innings, but mm-hmm. I was at the, around the shortstop when there was a runner on second international rule with two outs and uh, Kinger was up and I was like, pop it up. <laughs> And then you fucking pinned him. He leaned into that. <laughs> Whatever. Kinger, if you're listening, I know you leaned into that one. And then you ran into the top of the order and, then, and the rest man. is history. But every time they were up, I was like, pop it up, pop it up, pop it up. Secretly hoping for you. Yeah. And if they had to call me on a check swing, like, hey, did he go? I'm like, fucking right, he did. <laughs> <laughs> man, I gave up two grand slams with yeah. three and two counts with two outs. Yeah. Walk off Grand Slam. Man, I hate pitching. <laughs> <laughs> he popped it up. Yeah, over whoa. the fence. Over the fence. Yeah. Good yeah. effort though. You guys uh you guys hit the ball. We, <laughs> it was good. Put up ten runs for the first time all yeah, year. Yeah, you should never lose yeah. when you score ten I runs. I gave up thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, you guys were out of the game, except you pinned Kinger and mm. he leaned into it. Yeah. So you think. I do. Anyway. Playoffs are going to be good. Uh, Halifax will now face Canon Games, which will start next week. Or, well, Tuesday. According to this podcast. Well, starting tomorrow. Tomorrow, I mean, yes. Yeah, so. And uh, and Shuby and Brookfield. That'll be a good tell, That's too. That's going to be good, really good. Yeah. As long as all the Shuby players show up, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Shuby guys, show up. <laughs> Please. For yeah. the love of God. Anyway, uh, speaking about the Canon Games team. Yeah. Scary uh, incident on the weekend. Unreal. Yeah. Besides your, well, I wasn't there the night. That you got hit. Right. The one game I missed all year. And yeah. I, uh, yeah. I wasn't there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Brody Frazier took a line drive off the face and it was one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. Myself as well. Yeah. Uh, I was scared to death for him uh, when he, you know, when he bellowed out yeah. that, you know, he was in pain. Yeah. That, that's what scared me the most. Yeah. And the fact that that line drive was one of the hardest hit balls I've seen this year mm. and it landed in the pitcher circle after it hit him. Yeah. So that got him flush. Unbelievable. Yeah. Hats off to him having a giant head though, because uh, as his dad would say, if, if his head would have been a normal size, it would have missed him and probably been a home run. But, um, you know, hats off to, to Brody and, uh, and and his family, of course, because Brody came out unscathed. He was bruised. Yeah. Had the stitchings from the ball in the side had, of his yeah. face. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, and he'll be back. The kid's a trooper, man. Man. He's a machine. 17 yeah. years old. And... Prior to us talking, yeah. I touched on the intro, OTC Player of the Week. Yeah, Brody well, well deserved. Man, 17 years old in our league and set the record for wins, strikeouts, and innings pitched. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of good hitters in our league. Yeah. He's flat out good, man. Yeah. He is flat out good. 100%. And the, the best thing about him, well, I, I personally think, is he loves it. Yes. He loves it. Yeah. He's going to be a... Beauty for the Mastodons. Oh, man. It's good. And it won't be too far down the road, to be honest. Yeah. I, I just can't wait. I mean, I, th- I think I probably said it on here before uh, when we talked about Brody before. Yeah. I can't wait to see him, especially as a hitter yes. in his mid-20s. Yeah, I know. It's going to be. He'll be sick. Yeah. So. And for all those kids out there or anybody listening that, you know, you want to get good and you want to get better, you have to work on it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. He is the prime example of, you know. Just putting in the time, putting in the effort constantly. Like mm-hmm. we've talked to many of the noofs and they said how they work out. I remember Shane saying, you know, he's yeah. moved up to Labrador and he has hits a ball off a tee. And I right. remember Sandy telling us years ago, 
he would hit 50 balls off a tee every day yeah. just because he wanted to get better. And that's who Brody is. Yeah. Brody pitches in his basement, basement. in wintertime. <laughs> I mean, and again, great family because his dad, you know, gives them that opportunity and that drive. Yeah, for sure. And Frazier, don't take this to heart because you are a good guy, but just that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're becoming lolly right now. <laughs> oh, lolly. No. But anyway, hats off to Brody. Absolutely. And, uh, Congrats on the OTC Player of the Week. 100%. I hope to get there someday. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Once I get my bionic knee, maybe. <laughs> anyway, we got a great guest coming up today. Yeah. Zen and Winters. He's uh, still stuck in Green Bay. Yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy. But uh, actually, it, I saw on, on uh, social media this past weekend, he, he got to go to the Ryder Cup. He was at the Ryder Cup. Yeah, that's pretty sick. <laughs> I yeah. can't wait to ask him what that was like. Stuck in Green Bay, but I got to go to the Ryder yeah. Cup. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, they had a pretty successful season with the with the Gremlins and and uh you know, it's unfortunate that he's still stuck here. He yeah. definitely probably wants to get home and see his family. Oh, I would think. And uh yeah, we'll find out all the ins and outs and uh you know, talk about his he's had a fantastic career. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, he's been all over the map and I mean, he's been the head coach of the Indonesia national team. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So was it men's or women's? Did you notice that? Men's. It was not men's yep. team. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, because I, I, I come across an article where he said he uh, he didn't want to face Australia because they weren't, they oh. didn't, he didn't think that they were up to par yet. So, uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Australia's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's get, get to Zenon and, and see what it's all about. All right, my friend. All right. All right, here we go. Zenon, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. Can't wait. What's going on out in Green Bay today? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um it's been it's been a good day actually. Um I just got some good news on the way home from golf. Um uh, firstly, I played golf with Ryan Sinclair, young Aussie softball player who's uh, over here at the moment. And then just got a phone call from Delta Airlines on the way, and they said I can move my flight from the 5th of October until the 3rd of October, so Sunday morning I'm flying home. Nice. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. – must be anxious to get back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a it's been a long summer, obviously. Um, I mean, it's been – Good being over here and seeing friends, but uh, obviously missing the kids and want to get back and see them as quick as I can. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So are you living in Indonesia full time or is it just periods of time and you're back in Australia too? Um, Yeah, well, I've I've been back in Australia since March uh, this year um, just to see the kids more than anything. Um, But uh, yeah, still got the businesses in Indonesia. So hoping to get back there at some stage and just waiting on the, the immigration Australian borders and see what they have to say. Right. Um, yeah. So, but based in Indonesia still basically. Okay. Right on. How, how old's the kids? Uh, I've got an eight year old boy and a nine year old girl. Ah, nice. Nice. Are they into, into any sports? Um, yeah, my daughter's a runner and she's, uh, she's into running. And then my little guy, he's a, uh, crusty demon. So he's on the motorbikes and plays rugby league. Oh, oh nice. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No uh no bones to be broken there, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, he's already had his good falls. He snapped his arm once already, so Oh. Yeah, but um yeah, he got back up, he's gone again. So there you happy. go. That's, that's what you want. That's the main thing right there. Yeah, yeah. 
So when in Indonesia, I think I saw on your social media there, are you like a training facility, is it? Yeah, so I'm um, partnered up with uh, actually the largest franchise in the world it's called F45. It's a functional training gym. And yeah, I was lucky enough to get in uh, early over there. Um, and we've got three locations over there at the moment. Right on. How'd you get involved with that? Um, I've owned gyms basically now since I was 21. Um, so in Australia, and then I sold them in Australia when I took the job over in Indonesia. Um, and then um, when I needed the job and I thought, oh, I'll get back into the industry. And uh, yeah, it's quite a it's quite a challenge, but it's a, it's a good opening. And unfortunately, Asia, and fortunately that Asia is probably 10 to 15 years behind the Western world in fitness and health and fitness. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, it's, um, it's a growing, growing market over there. It's really exciting actually. Right on. We actually have an F45 in Halifax. Do we really? Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yep. Oh, wow. hundred percent. Never knew that. Wow. There you go. That's why you yep. invite me to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Another, I wanted, another thing I want to touch on before we get to uh, quick pitches here. I saw, I saw you were at the Ryder cup this past weekend. Yeah. I, um, went down there on Sunday. It was, uh, 11 o'clock Saturday night. So we were having a chat and, um, I managed to score some pretty cool tickets. Um, <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. We got, uh, VIP tickets, um, <laughs> which was, and then we got uh, to top it off. Then when we got there, they actually gave us two free tickets to be in the VIP on the first tee, which was even Jesus. pretty, yeah, I don't know. I didn't only get tickets. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It was, um, I mean, I would have just been happy with the grounds tickets to be honest, yeah. just to uh, experience it, but it was pretty special to get, um, yeah, on the, especially on the first tee, seeing these guys um, up close and personal, and some of my idols like Phil Mickelson, and you know, even watching the new guys like uh, Bryson DeChambeau and stuff like that, yeah. mm. hit the ball a long way. So yeah, it was pretty cool. That's so, awesome. So what's it like to see them like actually smash the ball in person? Well, to be really honest, all, you, all, all I could see was their swing. I couldn't see the ball ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, but sitting around the greens and watching them approach and watching the you can probably watch more like from like 150 yards out. That's when you can really see their ball mm. and, and how they're fading it into the greens or drawing it. Like they'd hit the ball over the water and bring it back into greens and stuff like that. And it was just, it was pretty cool. Like, I mean, I try to do that all the time, but my ball just doesn't come back from the water no. <laughs> over the water. I was going to say, it's really unfair how well they d can hit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or um, put that spin yeah. on it or what other uh, cheaters. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was phenomenal. It was, um, and just watching, yeah, how sort of calm they are, you know, like it's, yeah. I mean, it's, they, they had hundreds of thousands of people watching them and they were just sort of just calm, relaxed, having fun. Actually, yeah. you say that yeah. they had a heart rate monitor on some of them. They were showing on uh, NBC golf when you were watching. Oh, really? And they, yeah. would, they would show yeah. like 87 beats per minute and then they would tee off 87 beats per minute. Fans are going crazy. 87 beats per minute. And then wow. when the ball went in the air type thing, their heart rate started to rise a little bit. Wow. They were so calm on the tee box. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. I'd be like 222 beats per minute, <laughs> chugging a beer, <laughs> hitting in the yeah. water. I get, I, get, I, I shoot. If there's somebody like when you're approaching the clubhouse and there's like yeah. a couple of people yeah. standing around, I'm like, oh, I'm totally duffing yeah. this one. Just a couple of old people. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I don't. I never like the first tee off. No, no. no. Uh, right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, little thing we'd like to start the podcast off here with then, and it's uh, quick pitches. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna throw out some uh, questions to you, and uh, yep. you answer them as best you can, man. Sure, that sounds good. All right. First one. If you could visit one place on Earth you haven't yet, where is it? 
Mel Dobbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where's yeah. that? Um, oh, where I don't even exactly know where it is. Um, it's it's like a it's a it's an island. It's meant to be one of the nicest islands in the world. Oh, right. Yeah. I know exactly where you mean. Yeah, yeah, Mel, yeah, yeah. Mel, I think you guys. I think you guys might call it Mel D. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mel D. Yeah. 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 Not not one of the new ones on the Canary Islands. <laughs> no, just got no. made last week or whatever. Yeah, no, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next one, uh, toughest pitcher you faced in your career? Oh, toughest pitcher I faced in my career. Um, I'm going to say Sean Cleary. Yeah, that's not a yeah. bad name. I'm sure. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of batters out there that would say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah he's he's risable and he's change up. He's got my number, Sean. Yeah, right on. Uh, if you had the chance to play any golf course in the world, what is it? Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. Yeah. I've always wanted to play Pebble Beach. I had an opportunity. I missed it once uh, with uh, one of my friends from uh, Calgary and uh, years ago. And um, yeah, I always wanted to play Pebble Beach. Nice. Right on. Uh, yeah. Favorite ISC facility? Eau Claire, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> any reason why? <laughs> I've been living in the um, Duggo for the last six months. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun it's a fun town. It's the crowd um, is you know it's sort of like playing in like uh, Kimberley or it's it's very similar. They're knowledgeable fans um, and they respect the game. And it's always yeah, it's everyone's on top of each other. Good grandstands. It's fun. Um, and just the location. I, I like, you know, I like Wisconsin. They all, they all know softball pretty well. Right on. Nice. Uh, yeah. craziest thing you've ever seen happen in your playing career. Um, I was playing in the, I think it was a 2018 fi- uh, semi-final against circle tap. And I saw a duck came on, came onto the, uh, field and, uh, you know, I was watching uh, Van Matiosian chase this duck around the field to get the duck off. It was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> that would be quite a sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one. I actually got this one on the way home from work today. I was listening to Hilly and Lolly's podcast, and, uh, yep. and uh, I got this question based on that podcast. Uh, best beer tent team you've played on? Uh, there's, there's no one better. The Farm Tavern. Ha. <laughs> I, I actually yeah. Hilly Hilly was Hilly, yeah. Hilly was saying that too. Yeah, yeah. there's that, that team, um, Rod Peterson as we'll probably get into him a little bit later, but um if you were not um if you couldn't hold yourself in the beer tent, you didn't play on the farm tavern. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's a great yeah. that's a great team to play yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, his his motto was um, if you don't drink, I don't trust you. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, he wow. trust the hell out of you, Randy. I guess he would. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. All right. Uh, best thing about growing up in Australia? Uh, I mean, the lifestyle, um, the weather. Um, I, I grew up in a, a small country town, Rockhampton, which was a lot of fun. I got I got the opportunity to play many sports. Um, and... Yeah, it's you know we've got we've got the best of both worlds. We're, our winters are pretty much like a, a summer over in North America, um, especially where I live in in Brisbane. Um, but uh, the opportunity to, to really uh, play sport and obviously sport was a big part of and still is a big part of my life. But that was you know like Australia. I got the beaches, but I also got to play everything I wanted to. Excellent. Yeah. Last one. 
I asked, uh, I touched on this with Stacy Porter and uh, Kaya Parnaby. Yeah. <laughs> How good is a Vegemite sandwich? <laughs> well, it, Vegemite sandwich, they grow on you. They have to grow on you. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, as a kid, I didn't really love Vegemite, but um, now um, I, I love it. Um, just It's the salty taste of the Vegemite. But yeah, I, I, I still crave Vegemite sandwiches all the time. Okay. Uh, Kaya, <laughs> I talked to Kaya last week and she said the same thing. She's like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spoke to her last week too. She's a good, great girl. Actually, Yes. Uh, actually, when we were done doing the podcast, I was talking to her after it and she's like, yeah, I was talking to Zen and I was like, ah, I said, I'm, we're interviewing him next week. So yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she had some so was, good things to say about you. Yeah. She's, she's helped me a lot actually. Cause I was looking at potentially going over and finishing the end of the uh, season in Japan. Um, but, uh, she, she said she's stuck and I said, I don't, I'm not willing to be stuck any longer. I need to get home to the kids. Yeah. No doubt. No so, doubt. Yeah. Anyway, uh, with, uh, every guest, we like to, uh, ask them the, you know, when and where you got your start in the game. Yeah. Um, I actually was, uh, I rode BMX in, um, as a kid and I fell off my push bike and, um, I started in Rockhampton, um, a little 60,000 people in the town. And the way it sort of started was they bandaged my leg up where I hurt my leg when I come off my push bike and they only had eight players. And <laughs> at the time, at the time, I was playing cricket, um, and I just and I was a wicketkeeper, and they had this big kid. His name was Luke Waters, and basically, they no one could catch to him. And I said, "I'll have a go." Um, and it was my first ever game. I was I caught my first game, um, and from then uh, I played. I think the team was Kermits, Kermits, and then. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I obviously after I was I think I was yeah five turning six. Um, and small town back then, you can ride around wherever you want to. And then I went uh, from there into a team called Boston Babes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Quite the name. Yeah. I played, I think I was six years old and I was under 14 was the lowest I went back then. So I had a few years in under 14, but, or you 14, yeah. Right on. But yeah, Rockhampton, it's, uh, yeah, it's always good to get back there. It's a, it's a growing uh, softball association. It's one of the best in um where I live now. It's really oh, in great. the country. It's really good. Yeah. It's great to see. And they've, they've actually produced a, a lot of Australian athletes now out of there. So it's, it's really good. And back then it was sort of myself and, uh, another girl called Kylie Cronk. And now there's, there's many, even I think the last captain actually came out of there in the junior team. Yeah. Oh, nice. Now, yeah. when you say a wicket keeper in cricket, what's that? Yeah. We do not understand what cricket is. whatsoever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I thought you're like, oh man, that guy's wicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy that stands behind the stumps, so the, the bowler, oh, the, bowler the batsman misses it. Yeah, the guy stands behind. He's called a wicket keeper. Yeah. So. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's where the exactly the, like a catcher. The catcher. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought your head was kind of swollen up. I'm a wicket keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've seen cricket on TV a ton, but I, as far as the rules go, I have no clue on you know how the game is played or anything. No, I have no clue either. Yeah. But it it's fun. pretty big in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, it's I mean cricket and rugby league, you know, cricket yeah. and rugby league, rugby union, that's probably the two three biggest sports avoid netball and then yeah. But um especially growing up in the country, it was mainly rugby cricket. You played all the other sports, AFL and rugby as well, but it was just rugby league and cricket. And yeah, yeah I mean I love cricket. I had to choose between cricket and softball basically when I was nineteen. Oh so, wow. Yeah. 
So growing up, like what was the landscape of ball like for you? Was there, you know, a lot of travel across to Australia or was was it focused around your region? Yeah. So I was, because of in a small town, um, it was, I was sort of 12 and I, I made the under 16 Queensland team and they kind of, they, they said to my, like my mum back then, if he wants to make it, he's got to start traveling. Um, luckily then I was the Duggan family, which is, um, John and Kate Duggan. They were sort of my first real coaches that I had, um, for a, a, an extended period of time. And they actually drove me to Brisbane every weekend, which is a seven hour drive. Um, we'd leave Friday night and I'd come back Sunday night and that was, it was sort of, yeah, back then it was, you couldn't afford to fly every weekend because flights weren't as cheap as they are or were, I should say. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I'd had, we had to do a lot of traveling. If you were good in the, if you're an okay or a good player in the country, you really had to go down and test against Brisbane, which is, you know, there's sort of four and a half million people in Brisbane. So you had to go down there and test against them. Um, and then I ended up ended, and from there, I obviously, I, I think I did that for two years or three years. And then I was lucky enough to go to schooling, um, and play, uh, rugby and cricket for a school. But really, I just went down there to play softball. So wow. yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Right on. So, but, so growing up, like when would you have started playing like the, the league that's down there that, you know, you guys, I think it's, would it be, I'm trying to think, is it the New South Wales League? Like, you know what I mean? Like the... the oh, the State League? State League. Yeah. You, so yeah, when so would you have started played in that? I was 14 when I started playing. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I was 14 when I started playing in the Open Men's. Yeah, four, yeah 14. Yep, I still remember. Yeah, I, was, I caught my first ever tournament. Oh, yeah, in, 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 in the yeah, I was catching to, for a pickup team called Jendawi and I had a guy called Michael Muller pitching to me. It was pretty cool. Um, he was probably a year or two older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we actually came third. It was um, yeah, it was pretty cool. He was a Queensland pitcher at the time, or a provincial pitcher. Um, and then, and then uh, th- once I moved to Brisbane, um, and then it was sort of. I made like the Redlands team, which is quite a good team, like players like Marshall Cronk. And I'm not sure if you guys remember Terry Downs was, um, he was like a, he, ten, Terry's actually 10 years older than myself, but he was in the team and it, it sort of took me two years to make our top team in Brisbane. Um, and then when I was 16, I made the, the, the top team down in Brisbane, which was pretty cool. Wow. That, yeah. that must've been like really good for your development. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, they're all my friends now, but I actually, um, they're all my idols. So, um, they're all Australian. Actually my whole, my whole team, I think there was six out of the nine played in the Australian team or in the Australian squad at that time. Wow. Um, and they're all between seven and 10 years older than myself. Um, so it was a bit of a shame when they were retired because I was sort of by myself. Yeah. Um, there was not really many kids came through that at my age. Um, even when I got in the twenties, there wasn't that many kids came through at my age. Um, in in Queensland, there's plenty more in Canberra with Andrew, you know, Kirkpatrick and Goolagong and Tanner. But in Queensland, a lot of them missed out on the the junior Australian team, um, and they all actually quit in one big hit. Oh, yeah, wow. so it was a bit of a shame because Queensland had quite a lot of young, good young players. Yeah, that's that that's kind of sucks. Uh, actually, speak, yeah. speaking of the Australian national junior team, 2001. 
how special was that for you at 17 years of age to be named to the team? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was second year. So, um, that was for me, um, just being a country boy, I, I sort of didn't really know that you had to apply for all these teams and stuff like that. Um, and it was a bit of a, a, a setback because I was making all these men's teams and I went to Brisbane and I, um, I actually didn't get picked in my last year to make the provincial team under 16. And that's when I made, and then the player got injured and they put me in the team. Um, and then I made the Australian squad. And then obviously from there, made that's the following year, made the Australian junior team. And yeah, it was pretty special because um, number one, never done it before. Number two, obviously representing your country in anything's amazing. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I sort of, there's a lot of, in Australia being from the country, there's a lot of like country pride, to be honest. Um, and a, a lot of city kids, not, they get better looked at, but they get more opportunity for sure back then. Right. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, it was pretty special. No doubt. How cool was it to win the world championships in your own backyard? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, this, yeah. Softball Australia did a lot for us back then. It was really good. They, um, yeah, the development was great. Um, we get to play in all the men's tournaments leading in. So when we actually got to the junior tournament, it actually felt, I'm not going to say any game's easy, Right. But it felt it didn't feel as challenging because we were playing against all the provincial men's teams um, um, leading into the tournament, and then you know the pitching went actually about oh, what do you guys call it? six miles slower, yeah, or about about ten k slower oh, yeah. um, leading into the tournament, and then you know uh, to win undefeated, to win the backyard, it was pretty cool, and, and a lot of the old, oh, not not even the old uh, Australian senior players but even though all the current senior players were there to watch us do it and that was that's cool that was pretty special yeah yeah no doubt yeah jeez uh, i think the that was the one icy was in yeah 2001 yeah guy that plays with us here he he was on team canada that uh that was down there at that time we had a lot of fun with team canada actually after the tournament yeah it was, uh, <laughs> i bet no yeah. doubt <laughs> yeah we um yeah i mean canadians are always good to have fun with uh especially after tournaments but um <laughs> Yeah, we were in their room and swapping uniforms. I remember sitting there at Rudy Hill RSL and we're swapping uniforms and yeah, just having a good time. That's awesome. Uh, that's yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to jump to uh, your first ISC appearance in 2004 with Victoria. Uh, yeah. First, how did you end up with them? Um, it was 2004 World Series was in uh, for um, Australia was in New Zealand. And that was my first world, like ISF or WBSC, whatever they call mm-hmm. it now. Um, and Bob Baird um, was with the Canadian team at the time. Um, and he was also with, oh, now I've had a mind blank. Um, oh, Jared Martin, they used to play on that team. You can um, just make it up, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but there was a, there was a team, um, Doc Simmons was the coach. I, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but Bob had said, oh, we'll try and get you into our team. And anyway, I think they, were, they won the 2004 World, the ISCs, they won it. And then he said, the coach doesn't think you're old enough to be in our team. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I went and played with uh, Victoria Travelers. Um, and to be honest, I, I the year before I traveled to Victoria with, um, the Australian men's team and it was a lot of fun 
Um, it was great, great ball, and the the crowd knew it. And they, I, I don't know. They just um, they contacted me. Said, you know, you're a young kid, and you know, they said, oh, we're the ninth ranked team in the world. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, that stage, I think I, I think I was. 21 or something like that not yet just 20 and um mum goes all right here's your here's your ticket off you go (laughs) (laughs) thanks mum so yeah yeah it was pretty cool um yeah and that was i was playing with some like kevin bobrovsky and some colin mckenzie and some really good players um harvey stevenson and um it really taught me a lot that team was amazing um i mean we were probably a little bit unsuccessful by that year but um yeah that was 2004. I'll, I'll never forget the travelers. How was the uh, like that first that first tournament for you? Was it the like a pretty big eye opener for you? Like as far as you know yeah. how it was set up? Yep, yep. Obviously, it was the biggest thing I've ever seen or the biggest thing I've ever done. Um, yeah, and then getting just to see the big boys from everywhere. Um, you know, the Jared Martins, the Thomas McKeers, the Gerard Muslers. You know, you know, um, yeah, Darren Box. These are guys that I. I played against them year, like at the ISF, but you know, I, I was actually in the beer tank talking to them, um, yeah. <laughs> and it was just—it just blew my mind. And I was just—I just watched softball, you know, from the first game, and then played my game, and then just kept kept watching softball until the last game every night. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I literally didn't, you know, I, 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 that, that World Series. I, I remember watching a foul ball. Uh, Mark Sorensen hit a foul ball. I think it was about thirty feet foul, and they called it fair. And, <laughs> wow! And, and and I just never, I never forget it. I just remember everything about that tournament it was, uh, you know, I watched the final game, watched everything, and yeah, it was, uh, and it was a great location, um, you know. So it was fun. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, 2006, you'd win your first ISC World Title with the County Materials. How special was that first one for you? It was it was really good. I got to obviously come over. I wasn't by myself. I was you know I was with the four other Aussies. Um, you know, uh, Gooley, uh, Kirkpatrick or Cheese, and uh, Chris Kiefel. and they were with County the year before. And there's sort of an opening there, a little bit of right field, a little bit of outfield, and a little bit of bench time. Um, and I sort of took the opportunity just so I could play with the boys. Yeah. Um, you guys had a crazy good team. Yeah, yeah, that that was phenomenal. I think we lost two games the whole summer. Um, I think we, I think we played fifty three and we won fifty one. Um, yeah, um, it was, yeah, that that team. I, th- I remember we were losing, you know, by by four, um, and then we hit, I think, uh, a really a tournament. I think we hit seven home runs in a row. <laughs> um, it was, it was, that was probably my biggest learning year of any softball. Um, I, I don't want to say his name just in case he does listen to this, but. Uh, I got told I was the worst fielder he's ever seen. Um, Jeez. And he uh, he goes, you're lucky you can hit because you're the worst fielder. So uh, <laughs> he uh, he got um, – he made me do a lot of fielding practice. Let's just say that. <laughs> and he, he was a player, so it was pretty cool. And he was one of my idols and he's a great, great center fielder. So I, I listened to him and – you know, he'd been around forever and even now we still joke about it and we we still talk about it. So I'll never forget that day you said this to me. So <laughs> well, I mean, that's something to, you know, take advice from. I mean, geez, exactly. geez I gotta work on my fielding, what? <laughs> yeah. Constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he was good. And, and the, the whole team, I mean, it was just it was just one of those times, you know, it was a 2006, uh, you know, 24, 25 years of age. And uh, it was, you, you sort of, you, you couldn't even have a big head you saying you're a good ball player because you've got guys that are three times as good as you on your yeah, team. Yeah, that's right. And it was, and just sitting with Jared Martin, and um, I remember, I, I, I just remember sitting in his room just talking hitting. Um, wow, that'd be awesome. And he he said, yep, this guy's going to strike me out every – I remember Jazz saying to me, he's going to strike me out probably four or five times this year. But when we get to the final, he's going to throw the first pitch right there. And sure enough, first pitch in the final, he hit it out. Um, oh, yeah. And, and a- as a young as a young kid, I thought, well – and, you know, and Jazz sort of taught me a lot about, about hitting and setting up pitches and, you know, and now I'm lucky I'm, – I, I do it a lot, but um, you know, listening to someone who played that of that high stature and, and and that quality for so many years, it was really just an eye opener. And not to mention, obviously, the guys like Chris Keeple, one of the first, you know, most successful Australians to come over here. Um, he taught us a lot too, and you know, and then I get to play with you know a guy that I just won the Junior World Series with, Cheesy, and 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 Gooley and I are just we've always been great mates. So it's been so good. Yeah, no doubt. Do you remember this? Yeah. Do you remember the celebration, or is it, it the memory to uh, <laughs> no. a few drinks? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was pretty cool playing for the that Sonatag family. Um, I do remember um, Timmy walking into the bar and just buying the fridge. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, and they'd actually closed the bar, and obviously back then, I mean, even now, I see. I think finishes pretty late most yeah. nights, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he just walked into the bar, they were closed, and Tim just went in to said, mate, oh, and we we're in, obviously in Canada, um, and he just said, oh, well, I'll buy the fridge, and Tim just said, bro, right, boys, you can drink until the fridge is empty. So yeah, man, that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So what led to the the move to the farm the following season? Um, well, County, you know, they had I think they were around for like twenty one years or something like that, and they won the two, and I think you know, well, I don't know the ins and outs because I was quite young back then, but. You know, County, I think they're at that stage where they'd won it. They'd spent, you know, a good chunk of time and a good chunk of money trying trying to win it, and they won it back to back. And I think they just had enough. So then I was, um, I was sort of you know, in the beer tent, and uh, one of my favourite players in the world, um, Rob Gray, okay, yeah, comes up to comes up to me and just says, um, "I want you to play on our team next year." And I said, oh, well, you know, I've got to see what the, what county are doing first. And then when I found out they'd folded, um, I got the Viking Rod Peterson on the phone at 2 o'clock in the morning because Rod was always really bad at timing phone calls. Um, <laughs> and he said, um, he said, uh, this is Rod Peterson uh, from the Farm Tavern. I said, yes, I, I know exactly who you are. And he goes, good, because I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and... He goes, but uh, Rob Gray tells me you can hit a softball. So, um, and you're young. He said, uh, "Would you like to join the Farm Tavern?" I said, "Yes, I would." Um, obviously, watching them, um, getting beaten by them a lot. Um, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. County. We had we had some good battles with uh, Farm as well with mm-hmm. County. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, it was it was basically they g- released a lot of players in 2007, and and Rod wanted to go a lot younger. So he, he recruited, obviously, they already had Donnie Hale and they already had guys like Abbott and uh, Grazer, but they got Jason Hill, myself, Gulagong, um, 
and I mean, just with those three, I don't think Rod's ever seen three guys that young in his team ever before. Right. So, um, yeah, we kept him. We kept him quite young and quite agile. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, the farm. The farm was a good move. I mean, I was there for six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, sorry, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, obviously, that team just clicked. Um, I don't know if we had the best players in the world at that time. Um, but we definitely had a tight team. Um, you know, we all went to the, after the games, we all went eight together. We all went, um, and celebrated after the games together. We, you had to wear your, um, your jacket. You had to fold your collar up in the bar. Like there was all these pretty cool rules. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and you know, we, we'd always stay in the cheapest rod stars or road stars accommodation because Rod, Rod always said, your ball players, you don't need nice accommodation. Um, <laughs> but, but but while playing, obviously, you know, I was once again playing with some great players and getting to play with Gooley again. And um, but I think, to be honest, that that team was just it, it was a tight team. Um, but but Rod also taught you a lot, actually, when you were playing when you were playing for his team. Mm. Um, I, I was just starting business and stuff, and he he was always about educating and. Um, you know, save your pennies, dollars will come. You, you would hear that 20 times a day. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that 2007 was obviously when we got to win it, um, which is pretty special. Um, and I do remember that night actually, right after we won that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I, I was actually, I was going to ask you what, uh, what number was Hilly in the rotation for that team? Cause he's a world-class pitcher. <laughs> from what we hear on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jason, I, I love Jason Hill and his stories. They're, they're really good. Uh, yeah. yeah um, I, I did see Jason on the hill, but I, I think, um, yeah, I think he was after Rod Peterson, actually. <laughs> on pitching, but um, yeah, he, did, he did get on there a few times. But, um, yeah. Love that. <laughs> that's awesome actually when you brought up about uh robbie gray talking to him in the in the beer tent i actually i wonder how many deals actually get done in the beer tent at a world championship like that like for the following year back back then i think most of them to be really honest yeah <laughs> um yeah um I'm, i think things have changed now a little bit um because more teams have got managers and recruiters and stuff like that who are actually uh, on the on, on the teams to do it now mm-hmm. whereas you know, back then, I like especially with the farm tavern, the the older players like Abbott and you know the more experienced, I should call them, um, Abbott and Grazer, um, they did all the recruiting for Rod. Right. Um, you know, so yeah, back then definitely I think, um, or, or basically, or if you got knocked out of a tournament early, yeah, and you sort of you're sitting around waiting to, to speak to someone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um, yeah, now obviously everything's changed. It's so easy to travel and. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So I want to jump over to the Aussie Steelers here for a bit. Um, first, what was it like when you first found out that you'd be representing the country for the, you know, at the men's level for the first time? Yeah. Um, to be honest, um, well, Cheese and I actually made it from, we got selected from um, when we were with the junior team. Um, oh wow! We, okay. We, we yeah, we played in the the senior men's nationals, and we got selected from when we were playing with the junior team. Now, Jeez. we I, I didn't even know I could get selected, um, <laughs> and then she's had a pretty good uh, tournament, and I had a pretty good tournament. So, you know, it, it was special. Um, 
though at the same time, um, the, the Australian team was going through a big change. Um, they were, and once again, they were getting rid of all the like older, experienced players well, and older players in Australia because they were getting quite old. And when I found out, um, I think I went and trained for like four weeks every day because I just, you know, once again, being all my idols in Australia playing, yeah, um, get, getting to look after them, Keyful, Terry Downs, um, Shane King just retired the year before, um, uh, you know, Peter Clout, this, this, some really, really like influential ball players, especially in the Australian uh, domestic, um, you know, environment. So, yeah, it was it was special. Um, unfortunately, I got injured, um, and I didn't make the first tour because I broke my arm. Um, but then, obviously, back then we used to have a lot more tours, so I got straight back on the tour in two thousand and one, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to. I got to ask you about two thousand and nine because I mean that was a. That was a big win, ISCF, IC, ISF World Championships in Canada. Here, uh, maybe walk us through that event and the you know the feeling you had becoming a world champion. Yeah, well, to be honest, yeah, it gives it gives me goosebumps now. Um, to be really honest, um, I mean that team was together for a good ten or eleven years. You know, from two to oh, sorry, eight or nine years. Um, but there's probably four or five guys there before us, and. We changed the culture in 2001 um, and then became third in 2004, which, you know, Australia became 12th in 2000 or something. So we, Bob Harrow was the hardest coach I've ever had in my life, um, but also probably one of the most influential. Um, and, yeah, he ran us like uh, you've never seen. Um, there was no, if he said it's going to be, this letter number T and you do this, you're, you're gone. Um, so we, we, we were, we were very close. So we traveled a lot. Um, and then we did a tour a month before, which is, you know, the Australian, um, you know, home in Canada, which is obviously Milverton and Ontario. Um, you know, we played, I, don't, I forget how many games we played. Um, but we already had about six or seven of us over here in the core team playing in, in the IC and, and sort of in a few top teams. And it just clicked. Um, I remember once, unfortunately, once again, I, I heard my quad going into the tournament. I had about a week off before I came back the day before and played and I felt good. And I just thought to myself right then and there, it's going to take something, something special for us to lose this. Um, because I, I'd sort of sat back and watched for a week or so. Um, right. And, and, you know, we got in, we, we, we had a few good wins. Um, we lost to Canada. I remember that, um, you know, but, but I was going to say back then they were a stacked team, but even now they're a stacked team, but, um, <laughs> careful, back, careful. Back, 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 back then, like, uh, you know, good guys just smashing the ball, Abbott and all, and, and all the boys, but, um, you know, we get to the semifinal, um, Obviously, Adam uh, Adam was in his prime. Adam's had a big prime, which he's been <laughs> to have. Um, and I think the year before, they brought out a rule about Adam about jumping or something. He completely changed it and he dragged, um, and he wasn't jumping. And yeah, and then you know, I think I thought we got lucky in the semi-final to beat the Kiwis. Um, obviously, I remember the score um, because you know these were guys that I looked up to. They were legends of the game. Uh, most of us were 25, 26. Um, 
you know, and, that, and, and I thought we got very lucky in that game. I thought, oh, this is going to, this could be a once-off. And then um, after the game, when we were sort of walking to the field, I, I remember saying uh, to one of the boys, I said, I think we can do this. I, I, I really do. Um, you know, everyone still thought the Kiwis were going to beat us in the final. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's easy when, well, it's not easy because their pitches are, you know, still at Heine Shannon, they still had some good throwers on the mound. But, um, you know, Adam throws a, a perfect game or a no-hitter. Um, that know, was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then when you got someone on the mound holding that sort of caliber hitting line up to, to zero, you know, um, our bunting and slapping back then and our two-strike adjustments that Bob Harrow made, used to make us do and all of this little stuff he had us doing, it actually just all clicked. And... Yeah, yes, it was special, but it was, to be honest, eight hard years because Bob Harris uh, is obviously one of the best coaches, uh, I think. But um, he was a he was a he just worked us and worked us and worked us. And if you didn't follow what Bob said, you didn't hang around very long. So it was it was special because it was eight or nine of us or ten of us that had been there for a good eight or nine years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, but any uh, any good celebration stories from her? <laughs> um, always digging. <laughs> I, I love the celebration stories. <laughs> well, yeah, there's um, yeah, we I think we, I don't know if we hired a nightclub that night or like a bar, but we had a bar to ourselves. And feel the Canadian boys come. Actually, feel the Kiwi boys come, which was pretty cool as well. Oh, that's you know, awesome. That we, played, yeah, that's that we cool. played with, yeah. Um, and we had a big following back then because we we're all probably still younger and. You know, all all the parents and all the, some of us, some of the boys back then were married and stuff like that. Um, so we had, it was a really, really good feeling. Um, the next day, all I remember was I had to travel with my roommate. Um, he didn't pack a bag. Um, <laughs> he just <laughs> he just got onto a plane. Um, <laughs> That's and, trouble. and we and we had to um yeah we had to get back to uh madison wisconsin which is Gooley and myself and i remember we we landed in uh toronto i think uh from saskatoon and there was no flight um so i don't know how this happened we ended up in oh i forget the town but it's out near um kitchener somewhere and we just walked around this the airport and um some guy goes, Oh, you guys lost? I said, Yeah, we are. We, we need to get to um, near Kitchener. And he goes, All right, $250. And we just said, Yes, straight away. I've never been that scared in my life. <laughs> he, this guy was going 220 like, kilometers, so it's about 170, <laughs> 180 miles the whole way. Jesus. <laughs> sure enough, we got on our plane, we got back to Madison. I think I slept for three days because it, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you must, you must have been going to Hamilton. Yeah, it was Hamilton, actually. Yeah, you're okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, it was Hamilton. And uh, yeah, so Jeff and I didn't sleep for basically two and a half days from obviously when we won <laughs> until the Monday. So Wow. <laughs> yeah, we got back to we got back to Madison and um obviously one of our teammates and one of the greats of the game, Donnie Hale was there with uh, his uh, wife and I, I need I said, Donnie, I need to sleep for just one or two hours. He's like, No, we need we need to celebrate. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh so, wow. That's a Yeah, it was quite yeah. Sorry. It was a fun one. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's like you said about the, you know, some of the Canadians and some of the Kiwis being there. That's the great thing about softball, I find, is that, you know, on the field, you're going hard at each other. You know, you want to win. But as soon as you get off the field and crack that beer, everybody's friends. 
Yeah, and and it's you know you can travel anywhere in the world, um, and you can do that now. It's so good. Um, play in New Zealand, you make friends over there. Play in Canada, you make friends there, and you know they're friends for life. You know, you, you can not see each other for a year, but it feels like you spoke to them yesterday, which is great. Yeah, that's yeah. neat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, New York Gremlins. How did uh, the association with them begin? Um, yeah, I was with Hallman Twins for a couple of years, 14, 15, and then um, we didn't have a very good successful one in 15. We I think we came 15th or something like that, and we were ranked second. Um, oh, wow. And... I think Jim was having a break from the game. Um, that's what I sort of yeah. gathered. Yeah. And I remember I was in the beer tent um, and one of my good friends who's he's been a <laughs> – he's always been a, a helping hand, uh, Andrew Kirkpatrick, <laughs> comes up to me and goes, don't do anything stupid in the beer tent. Gremlins want to speak to you. <laughs> 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 and I said <laughs> – I said, okay, okay, okay. And, then, and I said, I'm only here for today anyway because I flew out early. I met my wife in Vegas. So, But, um, yeah, uh, Greg Greg rang me. Um, uh, then we, we got on. It was easy because, once again, Gooley was there and Cheese was there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, you know, I knew a lot of the boys already. Uh, they were losing a few of the guys. Um, so... Yeah, I said I was interested um, because I sort of was at that stage in my career. I sort of I, I just wanted to play with my friends, um, and then you know we we had a few of you know the Canadians and uh, Avery and stuff like that who I've always really got along with and had a lot of good times with. So I thought, well, yeah, okay, and it fit. It just fit good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was 2016. That's now 21 and. It's 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 just crazy. Uh, that team, um, you know, we I think we won ASAs three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kept coming third for like sixteen, seventeen. I think we came third at OICs. Yeah, um, actually, I was gonna, I was going to ask you about that. Like, do you? A lot of people say you know you have to go through adversity before you can get to the top. Do you feel that you know those two years were a big learning lesson for that group? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think it was for the organization also. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about it now about getting the exact right fit. Like I think, you know, they had some phenomenal ball players before, even before I was there. Um, and a few of them had left before I, uh, before I got there. Um, but they just said they had to get the right fit. And, you know, back then, you know, Hill United was dominating. Adam was dominating. You know, everyone says that we, uh, we had to get Adam hitters. Well, I disagree with that. I just think we, we got the right, the right gel. Yeah. Um, you know, especially, you know, obviously 18, 19 were pretty, pretty good years. Even this year was a very good year. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, the, Greg Leather and, you know, Varm and, and, and the sponsors and, and, and the organization, they just know how to build a team. Um, and if you don't fit, you just don't fit, uh, yeah. which is great. And, and that team, you know, we don't have that one guy that doesn't, you know, sort of stand out. You know, we don't – everyone's just together. Yeah. So, so it must have been fun to win back to backs with that with that group of guys. Yeah, uh, eighteen was eighteen was very special. Um, you know, we 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 got through. Um, you know, I think that was when uh, uh, what was his name Godoy. Um, oh yeah, Godoy. I think yeah, I think he beat yeah. Hill or something like that. Um, you know, he had a very good year, and so it gave us an opportunity uh, to obviously have a go. Um, and the boys just turned it on. Um, especially towards the end of the week, the, the hitters just turned it on, and Cheese was 
cheese was fresh and, you know, they just, once again, it's one of those, to win an ISCs, I think you need everything to click. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and once again, it did click. Um, 18 was special. 19 was, 19 was crazy. 19 was, um, <laughs> 19 was just one of those years. We didn't start very good uh, in the season. Um, and, and a few of the boys will say that we didn't start very good. The bats just weren't working as well. Um, luckily, cheese and our pitchers keep us in the game. But then, ICs, the boys and, and ASAs and ICs, the boys just smashed the ball. Um, excuse me, and it just clicked. Um, so yeah, nineteen was a nineteen was a fun one, especially to win it back in Wisconsin. You know, obviously playing in Wisconsin for so long, personally, yeah, um, and having a lot of people I knew around Wisconsin. Um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good one, and. Nineteen was a special year for, especially for us. I mean, we lost Rod Peterson passed away in nineteen, um, right. and I, I called it at the, at the ASAs that week. I said we're going to win it for Viking here, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I remember speaking to Gooley about it over the phone. So yeah, it was a good one. How surprised were you? Didn't you know you didn't have to face Hill United in either one of those finals? Because I mean, that's that's pretty crazy, <laughs> especially yeah, with the team ahead. Yeah. yeah, to be honest, I mean, it's always it's always good not to face them. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they've got Adam pitching, or they've got uh, Pablo pitching, or they've got Devo pitching, or they've got you know a few of the other guys pitching. They've got now um, Jason Hill. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Just I, ask him. I, I was. If I ever have to face Healy on the mound, I'm yeah. I've got. I probably have to see him in Masters now. I think, but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's it's they are such a quality ball team. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, it, it's good not seeing them ever. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah. you know, and it just shows you the, the standard now of these young kids coming through, um, especially the Argentinians and, you know, the, a lot of the Spanish ball players, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, they're challenging all the big teams now. Um, you know, so, you know, even to, to, to face young Marta in the final, um, you know, I played with his brother with County, um, you know, 10 years apart, 12 years apart. And, you know, actually 13 years apart. (laughs) And, and, um, you know, he was having the the year of his life. Like he could have quite easily beat us, but luckily the boys, Hmm. you know, Ben and Oka started, I think he hit a home run early in the game and, um, you know, really opened it up. But, um, yeah, it's, as as you guys know, it's to, to win an ISCs at any, any, any year, any level, um, Everything has to go your way. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like Bradley not grabbing uh, home actually, runs. Actually, over the fence. I was going to bring that up. I was, I was going to say, <laughs> was, like, you was, got you guys had a fantastic summer this year. Oh, like, unbelievable! You know, winning ASAs and then you know, just coming up short in the in the finals to Hill United. But uh, <laughs> like like Hopi just said, safe to say we can blame Bradley Ezekiel for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bradley. Um, I love Bradley. I mean, he's a he's a phenomenal ball player. Great, yeah. great, great guy. Um. And it, to be honest, couldn't happen to a better bloke. But um, yeah, he, he, I think he robbed us. Someone said seven runs or something like that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. Um, yeah, it, it is what it is. Uh, That's right. You know, we we didn't have our we didn't have our best game. Um, you know, even we were losing three nil the game before, and we came back to beat yeah, them. Right. Um, final, we were losing three nil. We came back to lead four three. Um, you know, we made a couple of plays that we'd probably never make. Um, you know, I remember one ball sailing past my head at right field. I mean, I couldn't even see the ball. Um, it's that dark out there, 
but um, maybe it's just my old eyes. I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> the uh, you know, but they had everything go with them. They had everything go for them. Um, you know, they're phenomenal ball players. Good things happen. You know, good times for them. And you know, Bradley having a phenomenal time with the bat and and the glove. You know, mm-hmm. but you don't you don't often see it. You don't often see something like that so special. So, you know, congratulations, obviously, to him and, and their team. Yes, um, of course. And, you know, we were upset. Of course we were upset because mm-hmm. we had such a great year. Like, you know, once again, losing to them in ASA, we're losing 4-0. We come back to beat them 7-5 or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we took a lot of positives out of it. I know the boys have spoke a lot. I feel actually Jenna Christensen just retired yesterday or today. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Greg Leather and, and the management will replace and and look at you know how we could improve, um, you know, to make that you know that feeling go away next year. Hopefully, yeah. So, uh, Greg mentioned that there was going to be somebody who uh, named to the team on the podcast here a few weeks ago, but uh, I haven't seen anything officially yet. So, uh, <laughs> what the, yeah, what I, the, wait for I that. I, to be honest, I don't really know. Uh, um, yeah, I don't, I'm sure the. Well, I'm sure they'll get. You know, we need a probably need a replacement shortstop. I know that. Yeah. Um, he dropped. He dropped I, a pretty good clue on here of who it was. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, we know who it oh, is, but yeah. we're yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure I do too, boys, but I can't really yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so <laughs> he was a guest on our show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And it's not Jason Hill. No. Nope. I was going to say, it's not Hilly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, ending with a thing we'd like to end the podcast with, uh, Player Association. I'm going yep. to throw out some names to you, and you can say as much or a little about them as you want. <laughs> First one, Adam Fulkert. A gamer. A gamer. Yeah. Um, yeah, played with him, played against him. He's he just keeps getting older and better, and he's just a gamer. Giving the ball, he'll throw as hard as he can. Right on. Uh, next yep. is a friend of ours here on the show, uh, Nikki Shales. Boy can hit. Um, <laughs> yeah, the boy can hit. Um, <laughs> Shalesy, Shales. Well, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't been that close with Shalesy ever, just because um, like, we played a few world tournaments and stuff together, but that's about it. Um, yeah, we, and he now lives over. He, I think he's Aussie Canadian or something now, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. He he just had a he's had a great career. He started, you know, like all of us down in the the lower teams, and just come through. And you know, I think he's got the best ISC record you can get now with ISC hitting. Mm. Um, or he's at the top. So yeah, good on him. He's 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 sacrificed a lot, moved over to Canada, and played a lot of ball. So yeah, yeah good on him. Absolutely, uh, Michael Tanner. <laughs> I think he, I still think he's the best leadoff in the game. Um, I've never seen anyone lead off and hit so many home runs. Um, he's one of the funniest guys you've ever met. Um, I, he's he's one of my best friends too. But uh, yeah, he can. <laughs> he's just funny. There's never there's never a moment. <laughs> he's not very good at he's not very good at table tennis. That's all. I can beat him at table tennis. <laughs> that's always good to have something on. Yeah, <laughs> something yeah. on somebody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next is uh, Jeff Gulligong. Cool, he's my roommate. Um, he's my roommate for about five years. Um, yeah, if Gooley is just he can play anywhere, he can do anything. Um, he's never got a bad word to say about anyone, and I've never heard anyone say bad anything bad about him. But there's many a times where um, I've I've gone to the bar and 
basically I've, I've left the bar by myself and the next morning I have to come back and pick up Jeff's wallet and his phone because he's left them and just walked home. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, think he, I think he's got a little bit more older and more mature now. <laughs> that's awesome. And we'll end her off with the uh, cheese, Andrew Kirkpatrick. Yeah, it's a tough one. He's my best mate. Um, it's been pretty special playing with that guy. Um, you know, we, we, we got close at, you know, I started playing for his club team, which is now my club team in Australia when I was 15. Um, you know, I was traveling down and playing as kids in the men's tournament with him. Um, there, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say it. I don't think there's ever been a better player. Um, and I don't think there will be a better mm-hmm. pitcher hitter for a long time. Um, Including Hilly, Hilly can't pitch in here. So, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, you can ask a thousand people. You know, the guy was a groomsman. He was one of my best men at my wedding. Um, uh, you know, and we've we've been we've travelled the world together. Yeah. We've we've sort of done everything together. And you know, there's the guy could do anything. He could have played professional football in Australia. Wow. Like oh wow. Yeah, like he. Not many people know how good he is at like AFL, like Australian football, but. Um, yeah, he, he can play golf, he can play tennis. He's just one of those natural freaks. Yeah. And with his head on his shoulders and I mean I love the bloke. He's amazing. That's awesome. Right on. Yeah. He was yeah. A pleasure to have on here for yeah, sure. He's one of my favorites for sure too. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's next level. There's nothing better. No. You know. Anyways, Anand, Pitch. we gotta yeah. uh we gotta thank you for coming on, man. Like this is uh you've been a big part of the part of the sport, you know, not only in Australia, but you know, across North America, the world, you know, yeah. all over. And, uh, you know, for you to come on and take time out of your schedule, I know, I know you're anxious to get back home and, uh, I'm just happy you were, you were able to come on for us. Boys, I appreciate it. And, you know, anything to basically grow the game. It's, uh, as we know, the sport's dying and stuff like what you guys are doing and Hilly and Lali are doing. And, uh, obviously there's some, there's some exciting times to come with softball, hopefully. So I appreciate having me on and, uh, Anytime, boys. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, pal. Take care. Enjoy hugging your kids. Yeah, safe travels back home. Thanks very much, boys. Have a good day. All right, take care, Zanin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Man. Yeah. Good talk there. Good talk. It's funny. Oh, one thing I want to say when he was talking, remember he brought up Doc Simmons? Yeah. Broken bow. Oh, Jesus. I I was like, I went blank for a second too. I was like, man, I couldn't. And then I was like, as about 10 minutes after, I was like, Freaking broken bow, Jesus. Yeah, and then he said Darren Box and Gerald Musler. So, yeah, yeah come exactly. on. Exactly. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. And then when he was talking about Gooley there having to go back and get his wallet and yeah. keys, the story I was telling you before I come on, I was listening to Hilly and, uh, oh, yeah. Hilly and Lolly's podcast there with, with that Abby did with them and, and Hilly two years in a row getting Lolly's <laughs> bag, bag out of the beer tent. tent. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love that shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah. So, yeah, great to talk to Zenon. Great yeah, guy. Man. Great, great guy. career so far. Yep. He's still going hard too. Exactly. Exactly. So uh that's gonna be happy for him to get home soon, see his family and I'm so envious of these people that we interview. <laughs> I know. Isn't it amazing? It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Get to travel the world playing the game you love, yeah. best game on earth, yeah. making friends everywhere. Exactly. So very lucky. And they're also humble. Yeah. It's been great. I know. It's been a great ride, Randy. I quit. <laughs> All right, man. See you later. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, I guess uh we might be 
talking to me next, I guess. I think we're, I'm putting the plan together. It might be back at the camp, so there might be a few beers involved, <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll have to see. Okay. For anybody that's going to be listening to the podcast about my illustrious career in the game, <laughs> it's not much. I beat Kitchener in 09. <laughs> <laughs> Which everybody's heard 9,000 times. But I also worked as a cook at Smitty's. So. <laughs> Fuck off. You're ruining it for me. <laughs> anyway, no, so uh, yeah, we're going to... Uh, I guess we're going to be talking to me, but uh, I'm also going to be talking to another Australian after that. Yeah. Gabby Plains, pitcher extraordinaire, University of Washington, pitcher of the year, NCAA. <laughs> Not too so, bad. So, man, I just got, she was at the Olympics with uh, Team Australia. And yeah. I've, she's been on my radar to talk to ever since we started this because I, I follow her. I like, as a pitcher myself, I, I, I've followed her since she's gone to Washington right. she I mean she's like a phenom pitcher and yeah. and, and I really sounds like you like her Randy I can't wait to talk to her <laughs> I can't I really can't wait to talk to her so yeah. so that's gonna be fun but uh anyway again thanks everyone thanks everyone for uh tuning in keep listening support the game exactly push that's the, the main thing push the game all right Hopey. take care brother have a great week you as well Told ya, yeah. I did, I did. Now, a lot of MCs walking with no knees. They persistent with fucking with me. I'm just that real laid back, chill back, smoking them trees. But yo, I turn into some African bees. If they fucking with me, I'm unmatched, unpassing, sway back up, up on them blocks, rocking MCM hats. Just spitting at these people like I'm swinging a bat at Scarborough Village, where the village was at. All them girls in them boom boom shots, where they wanted it at. Yo, I ain't bragging, I'm just spitting the facts. No exaggeration. Quit gripping on my balls for charm. My Big Mac with no lettuce or sauce. Now my collarbone is filled with stars. It got stripes down the arm, got class in the cut. Pull the pin up. The bomb, brother. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so let them horns flow. Yeah. We're repping yeah. this here because you all asked for it. So, yo, I told ya. I told ya. Mathematically, there's no comparing to my strategy Trying to measure up, I appreciate the flattery But half of these rappers are half of a beat backwards Claiming they on point, man Check the stats first I've dropped 12 albums with at least 12 songs In the last 12 years, do the math right there That's 144 on a one-a-month average And that don't even count what I produce for other rappers Done five tours with 20 shows or more And that's only dating back to 2004 Let's not forget the other years that don't apply to Now name another rapper touring Canada like I do I know I am on the top of this And I know I have many accomplices If the numbers add up, you can't get rid of me So kid, know your past, your future will be history Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902 
402-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. <laughs>